0: The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. It's 11 after 8. Melissa Henson is the vice president of Parents Television and Media Council. I always appreciate her uh, coming on and talking about, well, the culture, really. And the culture doesn't seem to be wanting to do a whole lot to take care of the kids or at least protect kids from the worst abuse out there. And you can go to parents.tv.org find out more about the mission and so much more. And Melissa, you have an interesting piece in town hall. I wanted to talk about a bit this morning. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, thanks.
0: Yeah, had to do with um, what is love, (laughs) and I thought this was interesting given that we just had uh, that we just had uh, Valentine's Day, you know, just a few days ago, you know, nine days back here, and that how. Love and sex is portrayed in the media right now. It's quite interesting. It's it doesn't really uh, match real life in many cases, right? Rarely is it with uh, with marriage, is it?
1: Right. Um, What what I find really interesting, or what I found really interesting, is if you look at data today about um, young people's attitudes toward marriage and starting a family. um, There's been a major shift to the point where now a near majority of Young people are saying they're not interested in getting married, that, that um, having children, raising a family is not a priority for them. And you have to ask, you know, wh- where is this coming from? And, and I have a theory, <laughs> and that theory is, um, you know, if you look at the kinds of TV shows that were popular, that were common uh, during the time when these young adults were growing up, Uh, What you saw were shows that denigrated the institution of marriage, that treated um, sex in the context of marriage as burdensome or uh, unexciting, but outside of the context of marriage, it was thrilling. You know, we saw um, the PTC in 2008, we did a study, and we found that uh, references to non-marital sex outnumbered references to sex in marriage by nearly three to one. And that scenes depicting or implying sex between non-married partners, outnumbered scenes depicting or implying sex between married partners by a ratio of 4 to 1. Wow. So it's, it's, to me, little wonder that the kids that grew up watching those kinds of programs, now that they're adults, now that they're marrying age, aren't interested in marriage.
0: It's interesting that, uh, well, I I think about even then you go back to that generation, uh, that would be probably the sex in the city generation, right? Right. Watching right. that. Right as growing up and then you have um especially i think a lot of women a lot of young women probably took their cues from that and have they come around to maybe seeing a difference uh, of opinion that maybe this is a really empty shallow way to run your life <laughs> and then maybe they're unhappy i don't know i'm just just raising the possibility what do you think
1: yeah, well, I think that I think there are a few that are seeing how um seeing that that's a dead end. And what was interesting is in this town hall town hall piece, uh, we quoted a young woman, Katie, who did a, an interview with uh, Buzzfeed News who was talking about the fact that when she, you know, turned 18, she embraced hookup culture. Mm-hmm. Um and she said, I feel it feels like we were tricked into exploiting ourselves and thinking into uh, tricked into thinking it was our idea. And she said she gathered that mostly from the media, from programs like Girls on HBO or Sex in the City on HBO. Um, and uh, she said it really gets in- ingrained in your brain that you need to be comfortable having sex with someone you're not committed to. And, um, and I think there are more and more young people that are feeling that way. In fact, there was a study that, or a, a study that came out of UCLA this past fall that found that um, a near majority of young people – Think that there's too much sex in the media. That they want to see more platonic relationships, more friendships being explored, um, and that too often characters in uh, TV shows and movies uh, they jump into bed with each other too quickly before you really develop the characters, before the the relationship is established, they they just jump into bed right away. And they're seeing that that's, they're saying that that's not what they want to see on the screen. And
0: I, is this kind um, of a is is this kind yeah. of a generational uh, shift of sorts? I'm wondering where. Where the boomers or Gen Xers uh, more more wild in sex because one of the trends that I've been that I've been reading about have been the sexless or sex averse Gen Zs and sometimes uh, you know younger millennials.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of that is is frankly a reaction against the mainstream and popular culture uh, because mm-hmm. the mainstream and popular culture has become so sexualized and um it's really off-putting i think you know i think it's it's um it doesn't create a feeling of of anticipation or excitement it creates uh, sort of an aversion because there's so much of it and it is pornified you know it's not merely an exploration of romance uh it's not you know um you know like the movies you might have seen in the 40s or 50s i mean it is pornified content that is being marketed to these kids and it, rather than getting them um sort of excited about that stage of their lives, I think it's turning into a real turnoff for them.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, if uh in the way it's portrayed in the media, that if your uh, that if your wife to be couldn't double as a porn star, then it's not really worth exploring, right? Right. That kind of right. thing. Yeah, right. And well there's another side of this thing is that when you try to make absolutely everything edgy and sexy and and, and or sex charged, everything is edgy and sex charged up, but imagine it gets to the point where nothing can be. You know, you just get to the point where you know it—it it just can't be only that over time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do think you reach a, either a saturation point or a desensitization point where you know you sort of yawn and say, well, <laughs> "This is nothing new." Um, there, there's just such a glut of it in the marketplace, and I think I think you're probably right that that's part of it as well.
0: Yeah, I wanted to talk about how the uh, the various networks are. Are trading this? You have uh, some interesting stats about HBO, and uh, HBO seems to be going against this. Uh, you know, the younger generations are saying, "Hey, we're thinking there's almost too much, too much sex, you know, on the screens right yeah. now." That kind of thing. Uh, HBO seems to be one of the uh, channels that is really wanting to serve it up, and it's kind of doubling down on that, aren't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even um, going back a couple of years to when HBO launched Euphoria, which is um, a series that's set in high school. It's about a a teenage girl who has a serious drug addiction. Um, But beyond the storyline of this this teenage girl's drug addiction, this series really explores every permutation of sexual relationships that you could imagine, including um, a father, uh, one of the characters' father, who um, looks online for meetups with young transsexual boys. Um, and early on in the very first episode, he meets a, a teenage transsexual in a hotel room for sex. Um, and he records these sessions. And his teenage son finds them on his father's computer. Uh, I mean, it's really disturbing content. And and because it's about high school, it is naturally going to appeal to high school age kids. Likewise, uh, HBO... Uh, just this past summer, uh, launched The Idol, which was, you know, supposed to be a big hit. Fortunately, it flopped. Um, It didn't get the audience that they were expecting to get. They originally planned six episodes. They only ended up airing five and then canceled it.
0: What was the uh, premise of The Idol? I'm not familiar with it. I don't have HBO.
1: Yeah, so it was... um uh sort of a Britney Spears type pop star oh okay trying to right. relaunch her relaunch her career and she falls under the spell of uh this Bengali type guy who manipulates her and um they engage in some high risk sexual behavior. Um and it's hard to tell at some point uh, you know who's who's controlling who. Um, but it was also very disturbing, and also because it's about pop star and the music industry also clearly designed to appeal to teenage audiences. And I think the most appalling show that HBO has offered recently is Naked Attraction. What,
2: what, um, okay. With, it, what
0: is it? Just like it sounds? <laughs> that sort of thing? What?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a dating show, except that the very first thing that you learn about your potential um uh, Mate or potential date is what they look like naked. So, people are, you've got a, a, a row full of men or women standing there on stage naked, and the person who's looking for a date is checking them out and trying to see which one. You know, we're, we're raised thinking, um, we're raised uh, to believe that you shouldn't judge somebody based on their appearance alone. You shouldn't objectify people. And here's a show that's doing exactly that.
0: And I'm kind of curious, what do women think about this? You know, we've we've been told uh, for years now that the feminists don't make me a sex object. Yada 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 yada, and then HBO is uh, saying, okay, take the uh, take the women and parade. Well, I guess it's both it's both sides, right? It's a uh, naked man and naked women all uh, checking right, each other right, out, right,
1: right? Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> You know, I think this this notion of what they're calling sex positivity has really undermined all these um, notions that used to be pretty widely embraced by the feminists, you know, and now if you say, well, that's wrong, it's wrong to objectify somebody, then you're labeled as being anti-sex, and no, it's, it's not being anti-sex, it's saying, let's, let's, get our priorities straight let's figure out who the person is on the inside before we decide whether or not we want to sleep with them you know
0: yeah well it, i can't help but think that and i'm only half kidding when i say this because uh oregon department of education seems to be working really hard to shove every kind of uh of uh, alphabet soup uh mob and 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 sex talk into the classrooms in many ways maybe they'll be uh buying some of the uh, naked attractions shows or the idol or euphoria you know and uh, and using that in sex education in the health classes i'm only half kidding you uh-huh. wonder you, you know you wonder sometimes what this is about where does this uh, is this come from is it is it still something where hollywood is trying to one-up one another on you know how perverted or edgy We make something, or is there actually demand? Because you said that the research is saying the demand's not really there, but someone must be watching this stuff. Maybe it's the perverts that watch this stuff. I don't know.
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, There is no evidence that there's demand for it. And let's face it, I mean, um, even at at its raunchiest, HBO can't rival what's available for free on the Internet for people. Yeah. So, you know, even if people were looking for that kind of content, they wouldn't first turn to a streamer. They wouldn't first turn to broadcast or cable TV. they 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 turn to the Internet first, sad to say. So um, there's like I said, there's very little evidence that there's demand for this. On the contrary, there is substantial evidence that people are tired of it. There's substantial evidence that people want to see other kinds of stories explored. There's substantial uh, uh, evidence that there's a large underserved audience for family friendly and wholesome content. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's market driven. I, I think a lot of it is driven by just a desire to be edgy, to be controversial, have bragging rights at industry events. But it's it's certainly not about delivering what audiences want.
0: That's interesting. You know, I have uh you were talking about how uh, family formation is down, marriage is down, and it's, uh, it's viewed, you know, negatively, you know, in some ways. And I'm wondering if, uh, if part of this is even between, you know, the pornification of America and, like you said, these various other uh, shows, that um, people, that young men and young women think that they cannot match that—I hate to say it, the porn ideal— The idealization of what uh, of what someone is supposed to be doing in a relationship with someone, you know, based on the uh, the porn.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that was part of it. And even, you know, with the advent of um, A.I. and like that, you're seeing more and more stories about virtual girlfriends um, apps that provide that kind of a service. Uh, where they can create an avatar that personifies exactly everything that you find most appealing and most attractive. You know, and it's not a real person, so there's never going to be any fights. There's never going to be any conflict. There's never going to be any need to work at the relationship. Which and, means it's not real.
0: And, but that means it's means, not real. It's not right. real life. Right. Hmm.
1: Right. But there are people that are choosing that rather than sort of the messiness of of real life relationships, and I think that's heartbreaking. And I think it's going to result in a lot of really lonely, broken hearts.
0: Yeah, I could uh, make a prediction that if they, if this if this trend doesn't get smacked down and smacked down hard here in the next uh, you know few years or something like that, you know, you go ten, fifteen years down the road, it's going to be. You, you think? Uh, you know, Generation Z is mentally ill or unhappy right now. Just wait. You know, seriously. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm dead yeah. serious about this when I say this, and I have a Gen Z son. Fortunately, he seems to be okay. <sighs> you know, but uh, and in a and in a relatively healthy relationship from the looks of it. But I'm getting the impression that he may be a part of the minority in this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, although you know, they do say that Gen Z uh, overall seems to be a little bit more conservative. Uh, than the generation that came before it, uh, more conservative than millennials. So um, there is, I think, an emerging trend for, um, like on TikTok, for example, and Instagram, these uh, trad wife uh, is trending. Um, More and more young women are saying that that's what they want. They're not interested in pursuing a career, that they want to be a traditional uh, mother, wife and mother, or homekeeper. Um, So, you know, the tide may be turning soon. Yeah, it could
0: be. And there's nothing wrong with that. People should be able to, you know, kind of, you know, look for the we don't we all I guess we all shouldn't be really having to aspire to be uh, a part of the cube farm at the office. Right. (laughs) I just maybe maybe some of us can actually have children, maybe and help repopulate the place. Uh, Just saying. All right. I know that that's something that you've been working over at uh, Parents TV for for a long time and it's uh, it's been about trying to protect the children is there any interest in really protecting the children right now or only within a, a small subset of parents these days i'll give you the final word on that
1: yeah well uh... I think unfortunately um there are a lot of kids that have been raised by technology um and it's really time for parents to come forward and reclaim control over the devices in their homes and 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 start working on building relationships with their kids that aren't mediated through uh phones and computers and email and so forth. So um I think uh, I think that there that the tide is turning on this um and certainly we're encouraged by the support that the Kids Online Safety Act now has in the Senate. It looks like that's um going to probably pass. They have uh now 63 co-sponsors on that piece of legislation, which is all they need to pass. So so I I'm I'm really hopeful that the tide is starting to turn and and uh maybe we can reclaim the culture.
0: I hope you're right about that. Took a while to get here. It'll probably take some time yep. to uh, get it back. Melissa Hansen is the vice president of the Parents Television and Media Council. Parents TV dot o-r-g I'm going to link to your uh, op-ed pieces that you've had out there too but uh interesting take on that and uh boy <laughs> I mean, i'll just be uh celebrating if i hear that at the time that hbo ends up going down and going down hard you know <laughs> just like gone and no i'm not talking yeah. about the uh the sexual connotation of it either of that term all right thank <laughs> thank you so much and appreciate you being on thanks melissa
1: all right thank you
0: it's eight twenty eight. KMD kmed kcmd is where you're waking up
3: Here at American Rancher Garage, we respect and support those individuals who currently or have previously served this great country and our local communities. As a small token of our respect and appreciation for their service, we extend our heroes discount to all active or veteran military personnel and to our active or retired first responders. There is no way to completely repay your dedication to the protection of our country and communities, but we will do what we can. Whew. I know
0: they're saying that the inflation is lessening. If you have received a <laughs> an insurance renewal, eh, kind of a lagging indicator that nah, it may not be uh, fixed yet. It has been nuts. I especially, I had a friend call me up the other day and said that his um, his homeowners insurance, especially in the uh, rural land, I think it tripled tripled in one year. Whether or not he's able to uh, to get a, a policy written is a completely different thing. People are scrambling right now, and you're looking for people that you can, uh, they can trust. They can they can help you out of this. Well, I have the solution for that, and that would be Steve Yancey at Sky Park Insurance. Steve Yancey, of course, works people for people of uh, all over the KMED, KCMD uh, listening area, and he's helped hundreds of them save hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars. And you just got to get in touch with him. Maybe sometimes you're just looking to try to get some policy written, and if that's the case, well, you call him up too. Two six one five four four four. Two six one five four four four. He works with many different companies and is uh, willing to go to work for you. And if you have a great deal, he'll let you know, and then you'll know that hey, you've got the best you can do. But if he can save you money, well, he'll help you with that too. Two six one five four four four. Get a quote today. Home, life, auto—it's all in there. Uh, business transaction insurance. He does it all. Steve Yancey at Sky Park Insurance. Two six one. Five four 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 four, or on the web at skyparkins.com at skypark we make insurance easy
4: mark lee van camp and Robbins. Tough new restrictions could be coming for the border what what are
3: you talking about tough new restrictions border battle president biden considering taking executive action the president i know your head's about to explode yeah. it, it is, it, it is. Uh, that's the it kind you. of stuff that joe biden got rid of to begin with Morons. Don't won't tell you that they won't tell
4: you Plus <laughs> the fact we've been told time and time again that he can't do that yeah, like three weeks ago he said he couldn't do it nine to noon on kmed and kcmd this is the bill myers show on 1063 kmed and 99.3 kcmd
0: not now, but before I get off, though, it's going to be the Diner 62 Real American Quiz. We'll feed you for the weekend and beyond, okay? But uh, just hang on. I'll tell you when to call, all right? Breaking news from yesterday. Got out that the the Oregon Treasurer's race ended up uh, getting a little bit larger because Senator Jeff Golden from Yeah Ashland, he ended up uh, throwing his hat into the ring here. So now there's going to be three Democrats that are fighting this out here. He's going to run against another Democrat lawmaker, uh, Senator Elizabeth Steiner of Portland, and Jeff Goodman, a former city councilor from Lake Oswego, who ran unsuccessfully for treasurer as a Republican. So he's a Republican. So we got two Democrats that are in on this one. Oh, but no, Oh, wait a minute. No Republicans have yet announced they'll run. Seth Woolley, software engineer, uh, is going for the Pacific Green Party nomination. Uh, In other words, I think the translation is that uh, Senator Jeff Golden needs a job, (laughs) needs a real job, I guess. But um, I don't know if, you know, after all these years of being a Democratic senator and a lawmaker, one form or another, you know, Democratic math is that there's always money available for whatever uh, bizarre program that you want to put together to hand out. So would that make him a better treasurer because he understands Democratic mathematics? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I guess uh, Jeff wants a job.
3: It's 832 at KMED, KCMD. Go see Johnson Builders at the Sportsman's and Outdoor Recreation Show this weekend at the Jackson County Expo and get low show pricing for any building you need. From a small shop to a riding arena, residential or commercial, Johnson Builders has been the leading authority on post and frame construction in the region for over 20 years. Explore the possibilities at the Sportsman's and Outdoor Recreation Show this Friday through Sunday at the Jackson County Expo. Visit Johnson.builders.
0: Johnson Builders, building for your
4: future. Here's a helpful note from Peggy about Garrison's commercials. If you want to sell me something, then show me something. Who wants to see a bald guy with uncontrollable arms talking about nothing? Mute that guy and show me what you have. Personally,
0: I'd rather peruse all the great photos at Garrison's.com than be force-fed a few random snapshots of select furniture. But since you asked for it, here's a lovely sectional.
4: Check out this bedroom set. And whoa, Nelly, look at that mattress. I hope that helps, Peg garrisons.com
5: good morning i'm molly smith with your nbc5 morning news update police are looking into an alleged death investigation at the charles point apartments in south medford nbc5 got a tip around nine thirty p.m saying at least one person has died on high gate street in the complex at this time mpd can only confirm the investigation is happening visit kobi5.com for updates and police say they found an infant and toddler abandoned in the woods 24-year-old Justin Trompeter of Trail is wanted on domestic violence and child endangerment charges. JCSO deputies were originally searching for Trompeter in connection to a February 7th domestic violence assault call where he left the scene with the children. On February 16th, JCSO deputies received information that Trompeter was hiding with the children, ages six months and a year and a half, deep in the surrounding Jacksonville woods. That same day, JCSO found the two children abandoned in the car alone. If you have any information on Trompeter's whereabouts, please contact police. And the Medford School District and Teachers Union have come to a tentative agreement for a three-year contract for staff. This includes increased pay to afford cost of living, additional support for educators working with students with extreme behavior, class size regulations, and more. The next step is for the Union Board to approve and ratify the contract. Once that happens, it will take effect immediately. And that's a look at your morning headlines. For NBC5 News, I'm Molly Smith. Have a wonderful Friday.
4: This hour of the Bill Myers Show is brought to you by Johnson Builders, Southern Oregon's leading authority on post frame and steel buildings for over 20 years.
3: If your garage or overhead shop door needs service or repair, please consider American Industrial Door. They have experienced and professional technicians with a fleet of trucks that can repair and service any door or opener. And if you need advice or just have a question about your door, just give them a call or stop by either showroom. They've been your garage door experts in Southern Oregon for nearly 40 years. American Industrial Door on Crater Lake Avenue, north of Vilas Road, and on Union Avenue in Grants Pass. Hi, it's Scuba Steve with Bicoastal Media and KMED. Today I'm chatting with Nick Jones, the principal of Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Thanks for talking with me today. Nick, people want to know how they can be sure they won't outlive their income. Can you help with that concern? Well, we actually help with that concern each and every day. When our prospective clients meet with us for a strategy session, one of their number one concerns is outliving their assets. This risk comes down to just a few key items. The value of your retirement nest egg, your budget and which solutions you're going to implement to generate lifetime income. One excellent solution that we've been using for many years is a fixed indexed annuity because of its principal protection and income generation for both spouses as long as they live. Once again, this is Scuba Steve sitting with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. If you have questions like these or others, schedule a strategy session with Nick at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Again,
4: That's jonesfinancialtalk.com. If you're searching for a property with a well, don't make a decision without a well flow test from Siskiyou Pump Service. Well flow testing is necessary in assessing the performance and reliability of the system. Real estate lenders often require flow validation to ensure it meets their criteria. Siskiw Pump Service, with over a half century of dedicated service in Southern Oregon, are your go-to experts for a comprehensive well flow test that provides crucial insights into capacity, yield, and functionality. Visit siskiwpump.com. Freddy's Diner in Old Town Eagle Point
3: is a family diner designed to please everyone in the family. Along with 13 burgers, there's 8 fresh sandwiches and 7 different melts all served with fresh cut fries. There's Carolina chicken smothered in mushrooms, onions, bacon, cheddar cheese, and honey mustard sauce. There's 7 seafood baskets, hickory smoked ribeyes, chicken fried chicken and steak, and so much more. You're invited to Freddy's Diner on Main in Old Town Eagle Point. Open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day for lunch and dinner.
4: 1063 KMED 99.3 KCMD and this is the Bill Myers show say 38
0: it's not often I talk to uh, one of the same guests uh, two days in a row and frankly at about the same time it just sort of worked out that way Richard Emmons is in studio actually uh it popped down to the studio by the Rogue Valley International Airport and he is the yeah, the chief cook and bottle washer, the publisher, and the editor of what I thought was the Josephine County Eagle, but I guess there's a bit of a change here as I'm looking at the latest, uh, you know, the latest iteration. What's going on here, uh, Richard? Welcome back.
2: Yeah, it's great to be here in studio. Yeah, it's a big uh, deal in the world of the Eagle and for the readers in the Rogue Valley. You know, three years ago, we launched the Eagle to really help the people get the full story about what's going on have a Christian conservative perspective and just really try to help people to understand better what's going on with various problems that are happening in the schools and local government and at the state level. And I remember being on a call with you right after we launched the Eagle and there are so many moving parts to launching a print newspaper and the website and all that. And you said, hey, Richard, are you thinking about ever expanding into Jackson County? And at the time I really laughed to myself because I said, are you kidding me? Yeah, I'll yeah, let somebody just, else do that.
0: Yeah, you're just trying to keep the lights on. Exactly. You know, what you're doing, you know, starting a new, uh, a new uh, a paper
2: venture it, here. Exactly. And uh, I guess after three years, I can admit that I don't have a journalism degree. I wasn't on the high school newspaper, but uh, I did learn the business over the last three years. And I'm really excited today to announce that we are expanding into Jackson County and Curry County. And as part of that, you can't call it the Josephine County Eagle anymore. So after a lot of thought and talking with some people that I respect their opinions on, we came down to calling the new Eagle, the Oregon Eagle Rogue Valley Edition.
0: Okay. Yeah. This is the first time I've seen this. He brought this in and going like, oh, this was the announcement. All right. So this is interesting. And this would seem to me that what uh, this could be useful even in the in the future as time goes on, as uh, as truthful journalism will grow in popularity, because there's a lot to be there's a lot missing out of our current uh, journalistic offerings here in Southwest Oregon. You know, there are there are people they're they're trying, they're putting out stories, but there's still such a thumb on the scale. And in some cases, the uh, elimination of voices that may not necessarily agree with what uh, with what they're doing. I'm talking about well, like the courier and you know Rogue Valley Times and things and I subscribe to them too. But uh, I appreciate what you're what you're doing here with expanding your footprint. So what happens next? Where are we going?
2: Well, right now, you know, this is a big uh, step for the Eagle and we're really excited about it and we do have, you know, the the new edition out and it's going to be uh, you know mailed to the subscribers. Uh, right now, I mean, it's literally in the mail, and uh, but looking forward, it's really to expand our coverage of news in Jackson County and Curry mm-hmm. County. We're not okay. taking anything away from Josephine County. We're adding pages to the newspaper. So you
0: it's it's not about uh, de-emphasizing Josephine County. We're just adding more to the mix now.
2: Correct, because okay. we really suffer from many similar problems we have uh, in Jackson County and Josephine County. On the next ballot, we've got charter revisions. That are very significant and uh with unex- un and, and by unwanted- the way and,
0: and by the way, I refuse to call them just charter revisions or charter repeal and replace these are democratic charity these these are democratic party charter changes ultimately, even if there are a handful of uh, people who call themselves Republicans involved in this that 's what this is all about this these are number one priorities for in fact uh dr. Powers was talking. This really came out of Ashland. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Kathy Shaw's fingerprints are on you know, a lot of what we're uh, dealing with here in Jackson and Josephine County. So let's just make sure that we understand you know what where this is all coming from.
2: Okay, that's right. Because you know a lot of things in politics, you follow the money, but you can also follow the people. And so when you see who is leading the petition efforts, it gives you a really good idea about what they might have in mind. And when you read the proposed language, you can really think through, you know, why are they making these changes and what would be the impact on the people of Josephine County and Jackson County. And again, these are counties that have been around for over a hundred and fifty years. And then all of a sudden, at the same time, same election cycle, two big charter
0: changes. Democratic charter changes are coming in. It's like it's just a coincidence. It just here. sort of
2: fell out of the just sky. Just fell out
0: of the sky. Yeah. Okay. Of course, I would say the answer is no, but you're right. The same attacks and challenges are happening in both Jackson and Josephine County. Very similar. Very Josephine, sim- J- Jackson County may have a little bit of an easier uh, budgetary you know, issue because of uh, you know, maybe just a force of population and some various other things. But, uh, but still, we're all, we're all struggling in different ways, I guess, is the way to put it.
2: That's exactly right, because so much of what impacts us happens in the Washington, D.C. swamp, and also in Salem and ideas in Portland have a way of trickling down into Southern Oregon. And we just have to really stand together, you know, really for you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, because they're all under attack today. And we just need to stand together. There are a lot of us out there. We need to be better informed and get involved and we can make a difference.
0: So Richard, with this uh, now unveiling of the Oregon Eagle Rogue Valley Edition, is there any uh, way that maybe over time they be- can become a weekly or a biweekly, or I don't know. I, know? I know it's insanely expensive to do what you do, even right now.
2: Yeah, it, that's part of what we're doing and reviewing everything we do. You know, it's one thing to refresh the print newspaper, but we're also looking at the website. I've uh, set it up at OregonEagle.com. It's very similar to our previous website but we are looking at every aspect of the website to do more news on the website. And that down the road can allow for more uh, issues, you know, to go monthly right now. We publish six times per year Mm -hmm. and, you know, we are going to experiment with uh, putting the, the Eagle on the website. So the latest edition is available. So more people can read it. And if they want to get it mailed to their home, they can subscribe at the website. That also gives them access to back issues of the paper and it it's really, you know, we're really in a, a a world that has many young people. I mean, I read a ton of news online. I yeah. mean, that's what I do. <laughs> Me too. Me too. But I also have uh, many people that subscribe to the Eagle uh, Print Edition, and they don't have an email address, but they want to get news. So, we're, you know, what we can do down the road largely depends on how many advertisers we can sign up, businesses that serve Josephine County and Jackson County and also Curry County can get really the triple bang for the buck uh with the eagle than they had before
0: is there a future in your view for print or does it even it, it will it look the same i guess and I, and i wonder if, if in some cases uh, we're barking up the uh, you know trying to uh, it, it's like trying to trying to continue to sell a landline phone i suppose we were talking a bit about that do you ever have concerns about that
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, in many sense, the daily newspaper, the daily print newspaper, is a dying industry. I mean, you just you just have to look across the United States that. Many, well, look
0: what happened to the Mail Tribune.
2: The Mail Tribune, out loud. absolutely. After all those years, and they had the whole system set up, and advertisers, and all the rest. And then you also see the Oregonian going from seven days a week down to four days per week on the print.
0: And well, I think they discontinued the print entirely now, didn't they? I thought um, they.
2: Well, they may be, but currently it's four days per week. They were they would stopped delivery, oh, to four days, and but they kept the print for the other three days that you could pick up on the racks and stacks. But since then, uh, I believe it was January first, they just print four days per week because the online readership is so much higher than the print edition. So we're gonna, we're watching all of that, and we want to serve both markets. Uh, another paper is in, uh, well, it's, a, it's in Utah, but they publish once a month the, the kind of the best of, you know, the Deseret News. Oh, okay. So, so they go print one day per month, and they do daily online. So there's different models that are out there. Uh, I'm just really glad that I don't have daily in the name of the paper. <laughs> being a daily. That is really tough. <laughs> All right. What...
0: Uh... What makes you think then that you can do this differently where the traditional progressive, in other words, liberally leaning uh, paper has been dying on the vine for decades, right? It's been going there for a long, what makes you think you do this differently then and can actually make a go of it?
2: Well, I really believe that we're going to bring, you know, better news to the reading public. You know, there so much news comes out of, Uh, through the Associated Press, and that's, you know, the New York Times, Washington Post, another establishment that Mm -hmm. it reaches down into local newspapers across the United States. And there's, there are good sources of news here in Oregon. I mean, we have articles print, you know, one article in particular, in the uh, February, March edition that you're holding there is about the drug problem up in Portland. And there's a, there's a substack called Portland Descent. And you know I reached out to them and said, "Hey, I'd like to reprint one of your posts and she mm-hmm. said, "Fine, go for it. You know and excellent journalists exist, and we can get that news and get it into the the eyeballs and the brains of people here in the Rogue Valley.
0: What role does uh fighting the fact that uh so many people have been conditioned to think that news is free how 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 are you getting people to understand that no?" You act, if you're going to pay journalists and you're going to pay for the infrastructure, it's going to cost some money. So many people, I think, have thought, well, everything should be free. Information should be free. Well, someone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. You know, fr- you know, freedom isn't free. Freeways aren't free. Yeah. Uh, the reality in this world is that people have been conditioned to get their news for free, and that's something that you know we're part of that in terms of putting the the issue on the website to let people read the latest issue. I haven't gotten that up there yet. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they should go to OregonEagle.com, sign up for the email list, and I'll keep them posted on what's happening. But that's, you know, it's not free. Anybody thinks it's free, it's sort of like, you know, free, you know, public education. I mean, somebody else is paying for it. So in terms of a newspaper, and we look at ourselves as a media company, a news organization, not necessarily a newspaper company, so that we can adapt. And that's part of what we're looking to do down the road of, uh, you know, even I'll just share it here. I'm sharing the rest of this news. I'm looking at doing a podcast where I can read articles so that people that are on the go that want to listen to the podcast can still get the news, and they're just not actually reading it either online or in their hands.
0: And you never know as Elon Musk takes his Neuralink and makes it more popular, we'll have the uh, Oregon Eagle and kmed KCMD brain implant. Exactly. That'll be later. Uh, exactly. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really going down the matrix, aren't I? Yeah, uh, you know
2: you're going down the matrix. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of stuff that used to be conspiracy theories, it's now, you know, generally accepted yeah, it's, been, yeah, I mean, it's been the uh, Wikipedia pages on stuff.
0: The, the script, indeed. All right. Well, I appreciate, I wish you the best of luck on this endeavor here because uh, I've appreciated the fact that uh, you've been a, uh, a news source here in Southern Oregon willing to uh, cut against the grain of the uh, traditional journalists in this area. And I think you've done a great job at that. And so onward and upward here at the Oregon Eagle Rogue Valley Edition. So it's OregonEagle.com? Yes, it is. All right, OregonEagle.com if you wanted to uh, find out more about that. Richard, always a pleasure talking with you. All right,
2: Bill. Thanks a lot. Thanks all of you for listening.
0: It is. uh, By the way, you were at the, uh, we were talking about the meeting yesterday in Grants Pass. Has there been any additional fallout uh, from that, um, you know, the the $12 tax or the fee that's going to be imposed? Anything else that's uh, broken since then that you're hearing?
2: (laughs) Well, I think that there's a great sigh of relief in the downtown area and particularly the restaurants. Mm -hmm. And we're just waiting for the next step by the city council
0: okay very good thanks richard it's 851 diner 62 real american quiz is coming up next i'd like to get you in on this if you have not won it in the last uh, 60 days we did a 60 day turnaround there jump on it at 770-563-3770-KMED and we'll play that next and uh, see if we can make you a winner on it it'll be a lot of fun
6: hi this is megan at mini pet mart over the last seven years Mini Pet Mart and its customers have raised nearly a quarter million dollars for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital to further their mission of finding cures for childhood cancer. We're excited again to be the title sponsor of the St. Jude Country Cares for Kids Radiothon on Q100.3 on Thursday and Friday, February 29th and March 1st, because we know how precious your children and grandchildren are to you because they are to us too. So please stop by any Mini Pet Mart or News & Smokes, plus M Street Market and the Market in Delhi and Grants Pass, and make a donation now through March 1st. We'll put your name on a St. Jude pinup, display it in our store, and match all donations up to $40,000. Mini Pet Mart thanks you for supporting our stores and for supporting St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, where no family ever receives a bill for travel, food, lodging and medical care with all of our help they are finding cures and saving children and they won't stop until no child dies of cancer
3: winter in oregon it means rain waterlogged soil expands as it saturates and that pressure can impact your home's foundation sometimes even allowing the rain to get into your home terra firma foundation systems can help we've got your back terra firma is the northwest solution for safer foundations and dry basements and crawl spaces one easy call can protect your home this winter Click GoTerraFirma.com, schedule a free evaluation. CCB 173547. That's GoTerraFirma.com.
1: If you have an Alexa device, you can listen to great news and talk anytime by first asking Alexa, enable KMED. After enabling the skill, you can listen to the most popular talk personalities like Bill Meyer and Lars Larson, plus local news and weather 24 hours a day by just asking her to play KMED. Alexa streaming on KMED is made possible by Megan McPherson at Farmers Insurance. Father and son jewelry, violets and cream, and Pacific Healthcare training.
3: Hi, I'm Paul Strandberg with Valley View Nursery, and I'm on 106.7 KMED.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Diner 62 brought me an 8-ounce New York steak and egg special. I can't wait to get to this. I'm going to have to. I'm going to... It smells so good, but that is this is the Diner 62 Real American Quiz, but you can get that special right now over at Diner 62. By the way, today is clam chowder Friday. Also, come in, have a bowl, or grab some to go. Diner 62, great people, and, yeah, of course, great food there, too. Hello, Lauren. How are you this morning?
4: Well, I'm okay.
2: I didn't realize I was going to be number one, but here I am.
0: You are number one, and it was yesterday in history, Lauren, That the U.S. hockey team beat the Soviets in the Miracle on Ice. It was one of the most dramatic upsets in Olympic history. February twenty second, 1980, U.S. hockey team was underdogs made up of uh, college players and, gosh, defeats the four-timers. The the four-timers at, um, I'm sorry, the four-time defending gold medal winning Soviet team at the... Is it 13th Olympic Winter Games? I think I got that number right in New York.
2: I remember I remember hearing it or watching it, trying to watch it. Yeah, that was quite the program. Yeah, Soviet squad,
0: uh, previously regarded as the finest in the world, fell to the young American team 4-3, to three, frenzied crowd of 10,000 spectators. The Soviet team oh. had captured the previous four Olympic hockey golds, going back to 64 and had not lost an Olympic hockey game since 1968. So the question this morning... Of the 20 amateur players on the U.S. team, how many of them ended up playing in the NHL? What do you think? Was it 2, 5, 9, 13, or 17? What do you think about that?
4: Uh, I'm going to go with the top. I'm
0: going to go with 17. You're going to go with 17. Sorry. Not this time, Lauren. But you had to make a guess. David's here. Hello, David. Good morning. Two, five, nine, or 13. How many of this Miracle on Ice team ended up playing in the NHL afterwards?
4: From a non hockey affectionate who doesn't really care. I'm going the opposite. I'm going to go with two.
0: With two? No, it was more was than soil. two, David. <laughs> We're trying, though. All right, so it's not two, it's not 17. Hello, Dan. How are you?
3: Good, thanks.
0: All right, so it's either five, nine, or 13. How many of these uh, hockey players ended up playing in the NHL?
2: I'm going to go with 13.
0: You're going to go with 13? Is it 13? It is! You're right! 13 of the 20 members of the U.S. squad eventually played in the NFL, uh, NHL, rather, including defenseman Ken Morrow. And who, after winning the gold medal, joined the New York Islanders, won the Stanley Cup in each of the first four seasons. Five of them uh, played over 500 NHL games. Three of them played over 1,000, too. And uh, what was really interesting about this, uh, Dan, is that the game was not broadcast live. It was broadcast live on Canadian TV, so a few people up near the border saw it live, but most of the country... Almost all of the U.S. really saw it on tape delay in prime time. The game had ended less than an hour before it was broadcast, but uh, because of limited access to uh, to news back in those days, no Internet, you know, that kind of thing, uh, much of the country was unaware of the result before watching, and they didn't realize that it was tape delayed and that uh, we had already won. <laughs> but still, great, uh, great, great story. So hang on, you're going to Diner 62, and I know you're going to have just a great time at that.